All right. Um, I don't. I, this hopefully it's not on the spot, but okay. we do dedication. Okay. So, what would you like to? Since you're the guest, sure. What would you like to dedicate this episode for, or to, or? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would like to dedicate it to the people who keep getting no after no after no, and they learn from it and they keep going for the yes. I like that. And also math teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching kids. Teaching kids. Especially the math teachers hate. that get Absolutely. no after no after no. <laughs> go go for the yes. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to show you the shortcut. Fine, let's just uh, get to it. <laughs> she put a wonderful message on the board today. What was that? Lollipops are just a stupid way to drink pop. Oh my God, it's true. I always knew I didn't like them. That's why. Just get to the point. Okay, now I know. Cool. Thanks for clarifying that for me. We're back on the St. Paul Filmcast. I'm Nick. Uh, with me again is Kyle from Goat Film Reviews, right? Yeah, GoatFilmReviews.com. Uh, what's the latest them. thing you have up on their website? I got lots of news stories coming yeah. out this month. There's just a lot of news, some crazy stuff. I think uh, tomorrow morning you're going to see my thoughts on Noah Hawley uh, writing and directing the next Star Trek film. Uh, so you can look forward to that because I got some real in-depth thoughts on that. Okay. All right. Um, and if anybody in the new listeners want to know, Kyle and I have a YouTube channel we just started up, Kyle and Nick on Film, where we review movies. So if interested, we'll put the link down below. Check us out. Um, check the comments, and hopefully we'll get some new viewers from listening. Mm-hmm. Today we have Rachel here. Hello, hello. I have to say, can I share a little bit of a story before yes, you get started? please. Um, we've... we've Scheduled this a long time ago. Yep. And I'm a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Excellent. And I watched, Good taste. I, I love that <laughs> Sherlock series. Yes. And the in that part when he's screaming, Rachel. Yeah. It's, it's been me. Stuck, no, I know. It's, it's stuck in my head this whole time because everybody's been asking who's coming on the show. And I have to say, I've tried to do my best Benedict Cumberbatch. Rachel. It's Rachel. It's Rachel. See, ever since you told me we were having her on, I was thinking Dark Knight Rachel. Okay. I oh. was on a different spectrum of this oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. I actually have a story about that really quick. Oh, yeah. So I saw, was it before or after I actually saw the movie? I don't quite remember. But I had, I was in bed one night, like nodding off to sleep. And a friend texted me. And I was like, this is so weird. Okay. Uh, so I lean over and he goes, hey, this is weird. I'm sorry. Can you, like, where are you right now? Like, are you, like, are you safe right now? <laughs> and I said, I said, I'm actually in bed, like literally in bed about to nod off. And he goes, okay, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure you were safe. I saw the dark night and I just got really weirded out <laughs> and I just got super anxious and I just had to check. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. You think I'm her? And then, <laughs> but no, I was like, I'm good. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> but but there are some similarities physically. You almost you and Maggie have some like you both brown brunettes. I've gotten it. I've gotten yeah. her. You know how everybody has their like little doubt people like, Oh, you right, remind yeah. me of. I've gotten her a few times, which I take as a huge compliment. I think yes. she's 
She was lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think she's so talented. She was definitely an upgrade from the person mm-hmm. at Batman Begins to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's just kind of she's sort of uh, simultaneously completely badass and and a boss, but then she always has this underlying like vulnerability that you want in an actor just because then you're not watching a machine, which oh, yeah. I think is great. Right. Yeah. yeah. You also referred to yourself as sassy earlier, and I feel like Maggie Gyllenhaal has <laughs> the oh, sassiness, she has and I'm to saying be. that in the <laughs> best possible way. There's just some serious sass going she on, has and to I be. dig yes. it. <laughs> so you have not ever got a text from Harvey Dent. No. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'd be. I mean, I'm open. Yeah. Like, give me a call, dude. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if Aaron Eckhart was calling for you, I feel like you would have answered. I'm, I I'm just gonna like, say this yeah. is odd, but you've got five minutes. Go ahead, make Aaron. your case. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say? <laughs> so I have to say thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it because I've I've had so many people respond to me. When are you gonna have Rachel on? And Stop I, it! I really—it's true. Oh, okay. It's really true. And I, I'm, okay. But I have to like my response is you have to stop working so we can put a time. Oh, right? You've been thank super you. busy. It's well, I mean, to be like obviously, I would love to be able to say, oh my god, I'm just filming all the time. <laughs> but um, a lot of it is like all of us do. You know, you'll—it's you know sometimes you'll get a lot of film work, but right. oftentimes it's other jobs to. You know, make sure you can do the film work. So. But you're you're not not bored at all. You are super. No, no, film. no. Yeah. It's it's definitely when it rains, it pours for sure. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I just try try to have my fingers in something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I like that. I read because uh, on your website you mentioned that acting, but it's not the first thing that you did. It eventually came up yeah. a little bit later. I so when I was a kid, I uh, I was. I, I tell people I was born old, I guess. I was researching careers at like six. Um, like you always do, right? Like yeah, you do, yeah. you know, like you do. And we had this, we had this like, uh, we had these, uh, what are they, like Encyclopedias Britannica, I think. Oh like boy, yeah. Set, You're dating like yourself the right set. there. Yeah. Not on look, disc? Look, look, I'm keeping it tight over here, but I am not in my 20s anymore. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> But I would, I would, um, sorry to all the book lovers out there. I am one, but I would do this. I would, I would kind of bend the corner of the, I know, of the page in. And I had it in Marine Biologist. I had it in Ballerina, because duh, every girl wants to be both. And then I had it in like, uh, I think I had it in like film, like actor, right? Right. But I thought, ugh. At, you know, six, seven, eight. And I was like, oh, that's just, that's, that doesn't happen for a lot of people. So I think I'm going to direct because I'm really bossy and <laughs> I like to, you know, and I would watch these things on TV and go, oh my gosh, look at how people pull these stories together. And I was just a huge story person, avid reader, huge yeah. imagination. And I just loved this idea that you could kind of take what was in your head and put it into another medium. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll for sure, I'll for sure be a director. Um, and then I, uh, so I was always interested in it, but I actually. That's fascinating because yeah. the first thing oh, was yeah. directing. Absolutely. Because yeah. I was like, I know how to make people do things. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't use this method anymore. Not right anymore. But right, as yeah. like a, as like a kid, I was like, I know how to get things done. I can like pull it all together. I'll right. make it cool, you know. Um, but then in my later teens, I 
or uh, started like in my teens. I would I danced and I took voice lessons and did like the whole. And I loved performing. So uh, in my late teens, started doing uh, theater, and so did theater. Gosh, probably over ten for ten or fifteen years. And that's a huge different animal than just film. It ads. absolutely right. is. <laughs> and what's interesting is, is I just for the longest time I didn't consider film. Because I thought that if I was doing theater, because you hear this all the time, if I'm doing theater, then yeah. I'm probably too big for film. Like like my expressions and my acting. Well, yeah, yeah you, you're, you yeah. want to make sure everybody in the back row can hear you. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just thought, oh, well, then I probably am not cut out for film. And I just didn't even think about it. Um, but then I went to a class, because I'm a big proponent of taking classes and like continuing education. And I went to this class that doesn't even really apply to the Twin Cities a whole lot. It was acting for sitcoms. <laughs> I just randomly took it. <laughs> and uh, the guy was like, hey, like, you're, you're, doing a, you know, you're doing a good job. And he actually ended up inter, uh, introducing me to my agent eventually. But I randomly found this audition for a film thing. And I thought, I have nothing going on right now. And A, I don't like that. And B, like, let's try something different. So yeah. I tried it and I loved the shift in discipline. And for a while, I did both pretty side by side. And I oh, wow. loved I mean, like, flip flopping yeah. from one to the other. It kept you on your toes with both <laughs> right. in, yeah. a, in a huge way. Yeah. yeah. So I, and then I did, I was like, oh, no, you just make the adjustment. And I enjoyed it because I was starting to get roles in film that I just had never been given in mm. theater, which was awesome. Yeah. So, C can you watch yourself? I yes. I it's always a love hate thing because <laughs> on one hand, because okay. right, because if you really love yourself on right, film, you're, you're like, like, oh yeah. my god, I never make mistakes ever. Like, have you guys you. seen me? That's recently? the worst person on planet Earth. Right but then there. you can't be like, that's horrendous. Yeah, no, this, yeah. you have to. You have to. Somehow, <laughs> as someone who's poured their heart and soul into whatever project it is, go, okay, I'm going to try and like remove all of that emotion now and watch this and try and take it for what it is and try and be fair to myself yeah. and to the team that put it together and all of that. You know, it's, it's, it is, it is nice though, the more you, the longer you do it and the more you, Learn that it's not all about you and how to have a thicker skin and how to let things go more, which is all, of course, much easier said than done. Um, it is kind of fun to be able to clock your own improvements. Yeah. Uh, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? To be able to clock and say, you know, you know that, that, was, that was solid. Like there's yeah. still things, uh, a dozen things I want to improve on, but I can say to myself about myself, that was good. All right. Now forget about it. Yeah. And and, right, that, and do right. the next one. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you almost need to watch yourself oh, a little you bit because to. if you're not doing it, you're not it's it's not learning after the fact. No. And I think it's really tough to do because yeah. I I I mean, to be honest, it, it's a little forceful having me listen to the episodes of your show that I'm on um, <laughs> afterwards. Because then I'm like, why did I say things like that? <laughs> right. You know, but it's it's really important. It's, well, it's listening good to myself afterwards. I refuse to do. Oh, you watch just, You just lost a, a listener. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm totally kidding. But, yeah, but it is similar. When you hear yourself for the first time, you're like, how does anybody put up with me? Yeah. You know, 
and much less love me. Like how? Do, like like since I started this show, I, I say um a lot less. Yeah, because you catch yes. yourself. Yeah, it um, changes um, you. Yeah, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always thought if I it was something I've always had in the back of my mind if I could kind of carve out the time if I could watch. Now I'm saying this and I have to figure out how to do it. But is there a way to carve out like a certain amount of time every week, even just to put yourself on tape and start watching that back? Mm. Okay. Because, you okay. know what I mean? Because okay. A, it's starting to pick up the tiniest bit more here in Minneapolis. It is still not our main way of auditioning, but it's picking up the tiniest little bit where you start doing self tapes. Right, I've, I've putting put you know. I've actually those. had a film couple myself of, yes, and then you submit them like on or do it on Skype and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're fortunate enough to you know do it with a friend or with somebody who can give you some insight, and sometimes it is you know the time crunches that is such that you set up your phone or your camera and you, you just do a few takes and have to sure. pick yeah. up that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that would actually be a really good way of doing it enough and exercising the muscle enough that you're sort of trying to remove the emotion from it of watching yourself. Yes. Yeah. But how can I be effective on camera though? What what are bad habits that I can pick out? What's working? What's not? And look at it kind of yeah. more balanced, I guess. It's, I think it's hard to film an audition because not only are you worried about what you're doing, but mm-hmm. you have the right framing so it doesn't oh, yeah. subtract from anything you're doing and make right. sure the lighting is not... So Absolutely. there's many different variables that mm-hmm. you just you think about just filming your own audition and submitting. Oh, for it. sure. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is why you you know I guess if you end up actually needing to do it a lot, you you get the ring light, you get the camera, you get the backdrop, and you just have it. You just break it down to a science at some point. So, so but but you eventually <laughs> did direct a movie. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I. Um, so I co-directed um, one early this year, and then I directed one a couple months ago. Solo. So yes. you did one to co, and then you did yep. one. Yep, and then yeah. I did one solo. All right. And I had directed in theater a little bit. Um, like one acts? Um, I did. Let me see. What did I do? It was a while ago. No, it was so it was full length plays, but it was okay. for um, it was for a middle school. Hmm. So it wasn't. So I was working with younger performers. But it was a really cool baptism by fire because when you're in a middle school, you're basically producing it as well. So right, you're you, doing it's your second. You're making the brochures job. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're doing everything. Yes. Like, where did my usher go? Cool, yeah. I'll do that too. Um, and all so, that ripped, I'll just sell yeah, that to exactly. <laughs> Let me just get that. Thank you. Um, we had tons of volunteers, but you Thanks. have to kind of move all the pieces, and so. Um, the one so when I directed Snack Table a couple of months ago, I had a co-writer and I had a co-producer, which was lovely because yeah. it meant day of, I could let go of that logistical production side of it a little more. Did, did it start out that way, or did you ask? To, nope, we actually were. Um, her name is Sierra. She's in the community here too, um, and she and I were both on this other project where it was so time sensitive and so massive that it was just taking up just copious amounts of hours. And then we both had all of our other stuff we were doing. Yeah. And uh, Charlie um, had reached out to me and um, with this specific film festival in town and he said, hey, the deadline's coming up. Do you want to do it? And I really wanted to do it, but I thought, I do not know 
<laughs> just hours in a day how I pull this off. But I yeah. mentioned it to her, um, and uh, she said, basically, we talked for a few minutes and said, okay, well, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. And so we were just each other's support system and would meet for just these little chunks of time and just knock out as much of the work as we could every single nice. time. And um, and it was great. We ended up winning the, the film festival, which was mm. awesome. Um, but it was so much fun. I hate the day after you finish directing. It's like the worst... The worst. Because <laughs> well, that yeah. goes away, right? What did I What did I miss? How did that not end up on the chat list? Oh, my God. What was I thinking? Why did I waste so much time on that? We can't even use that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You so, add, like, like one overthinker the- to no sleep to, like, an over-obsessive, like, holy crap. And, like, Maybe I can call them again and get everyone together <laughs> one more time. Know. And you're like, but then I need to get it to that. We need to get it edited so you can get it to this person by the deadline and all of this. And so. It and, never, it, and then that never really goes away, right? Yeah. I mean. No, it, it doesn't. In like 15 years to, from now, you're like. No, I've talked to all of my friends who have been doing it forever. <laughs> and they're like, Rachel, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And and I had, uh, who was it? Andy mm-hmm. Hunt was like, oh, yeah, if you don't want to vomit after the first time you see your first edit, you're doing something wrong. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so like, glad to hear it. Have text messages like pre-written out like, can we just start filming yeah. day one over again? Like, let's just start at the beginning <laughs> right. and then you have to erase this is that's my That's my server nightmare. Mm. You know how servers have their nightmare? Yeah. Public speakers have their nightmare. It's that's my Afterwards. Mm. Not before, afterwards for you. No, um, I, yeah, I mean, look, you can always get more pre-pro. I'm a huge proponent of actually giving your folks enough pre-pro by whatever means you possibly can. But um, no, the post is, is uh, or, or post-shooting especially, is just nerve-wracking to me. Yeah. And the, I, I, in the middle of it? Holy crap, I love the, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So awesome. I used to be a football official for 20 years. Okay. And last year I retired. Okay. And it never goes away. Because I would be sitting down here in my studio working, mm-hmm. and it'll just pop in my brain like, "Why did I blow that call in 2002?" Yes, <laughs> and it's like, and that, why did it, why did I think about it? And then yeah. it goes, "Well, then I thought about why did I blow that call?" And then it's like a train reaction, yeah. of just, and that I had nothing, nothing started it. <laughs> and just sitting, God, I blew that call, and everybody yelled at me. Why did I do that? <laughs> it makes so me, it never really goes away. No, right? I don't think. Well, I don't think it does, and it makes me wonder too if there's a certain type of personality that's just drawn to this kind of thing that also just has that tendency more yeah. because I mean, it hasn't I happened. agree with you. There's yeah. 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 It hasn't happened in a while, but there's definitely been those moments where again, yeah, you think years back, but the one time the server <laughs> set down the hamburger and was like, have a good meal. And you're like, thanks you too. Oh my God. What an idiot. Like, why did I say, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, or it's, all those students that call my wife, mom. And you're just like, yeah, yes. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> okay, you think mom, back, what? Like, I'm oh, such sorry, an, Mrs. P. Such an idiot. Oh, why did I say that? I'm sure I ruined everything. <laughs> and it's just this personality type yeah. that wants to make art. And then yeah. you're just like, ah, it's like, you're so hyper self-critical of it as well. It's oh my god! It doesn't get any better. To no, me. when doesn't. you think to yourself like, "There's they obviously the person you served and said you to has not thought about that nope. since that night." You are the but only you have one not stopped wasting any emotional, mental energy on it mm-hmm. right. at all. Right. I had I had a going away party at my job at like five six years ago, 
Okay. Or like I made a joke that just fell flat in the I middle of this going that. away party. Oh, it's the and worst. people took it the wrong way and thought I meant like glad you're quitting or something like that. Oh no. And I know yeah. that no one else thinks about that, right. but there are days that go by that's like I should call him. Like I know I, I don't have his number anymore, really but I should quick. call him and let him know. <laughs> Remember that one time he's like yeah. No, you I made a joke. Why are you calling me? <laughs> Hope things have been well since I saw you last. <laughs> He's like, when was that? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. it does. I mean, it, it's therapy to talk about it, but some things just never. No matter how dreadful it no. is, and you always think about something. Can, and yeah, as I can use Star Wars analogy that he kept going back and working on it, working on it. Picasso was like that. He would mm-hmm. buy back his paintings for millions of dollars yeah. just to buy them back from people to rework them mm-hmm. and sell them. So it's yeah. it's a universal creative, I think, process of Absolutely. never really finishing. Yeah. No, no, I have I have um, some. Uh, some of the people I respect in the cities here the most are folks that, you know, they'll do their couple weeks of shooting on something if it's a feature, or, you know, a day or two of shooting on a short. And, um, you know, you'll chat with them and you'll still hear about, oh, yeah, last week I, I grabbed the camera and I went over here and I grabbed an insert. Or, oh, I grabbed, you know, I grabbed... Um, a couple of actors and we created a set in somebody's backyard because I realized watching the edit that I needed this still. Yeah. It is just, it's never ending. And so it's, I feel like I'm, I'm in the process of it, but I feel like the, the, the sooner you can make peace with it yeah. and giving yourself maybe that secondary deadline basically mm-hmm. of, okay, here's when I need everyone available for my schedule to knock out this shot list. But here's the secondary deadline of, I know I'm going to need something else. Not because yeah. of lack of planning, but because that's just how stories are. Sometimes you need more stuff, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Do you know something, sometimes things go a lot easier than you think they should? And then some things get a lot more difficult than you really needs to be. Both of those are awful feelings. Right. <laughs> right. You know you have because anxiety you get, like, when... This is going way <laughs> too Nothing easy. is ever <laughs> too easy. <laughs> This, this is, good, is yeah. too easy. Now I'm freaked out. Why right. is it too easy? And that does happen to me when I make my comic book. When I, there's a page and this is going really well, right? And looking really good. Something. I'm going to spill ink all over it. What's going to happen or mm-hmm. something? I just want to enjoy my life. How do we do it? I know. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I, I think it's absolutely true. I know that. What What I have learned is if I can find. The people that I trust, and I'm not, I'm not talking about emotionally vomiting on someone or like not having good boundaries. But if you yep. can have those couple of people that work with you, where you can, well, you work really well with them, or you can just take a minute and go, I know I've said it a million times, but this is really worrying me, or I'm really paranoid about this, and just those folks that are a good sounding board for you personally, instead mm-hmm. of trying to, um, you know, maintain this sort of aura. Of yeah. having it all together all the time, which I was really good for a lot. Like I r- was really good at that for a long time. But everyone's gonna start leaking. I like how therapy has somehow come into like filmmaking. Is that I don't well, know. That's it's what yeah. filmmaking is. Yeah. It's like, just I mean, therapy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tom but... Hanks says it's like going to church for him. Absolutely. Being an actor. It's like Absolutely. Going, yeah. I yeah. saw. Um, I saw this YouTube video not too long ago. Uh, and it, the subject matter was something that didn't necessarily personally apply to me. But the way they had constructed the video, um, 
and there was music involved and, and some choreography, mm. but the, I don't know, just the way they approached it, I was sobbing by the end of it in a good way like in 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 yeah. a good way i was just like holy buckets this thing like reached right in there and like got something um and so i absolutely felt like that phrase like i'd gone to church like yeah, whoa something like this that. was totally unexpected yeah just like that meaningful that meaningful moment <laughs> like i don't know in this case it was a youtube video <laughs> which i think is great so th- without it's kind of nice that you always you started mm-hmm. wanting to direct and you kind of went off and yeah. like circumnavigate around it and finally mm-hmm. come to it. Yeah. Do you want to stay with directing? Yes, I would. My my uh, favorite scenario at the moment would be to be able to both direct and act. Okay. Still. Yeah. Um, and I would. Um, I'd also like to dive more into writing. I've had a bit of writer's block here for the past little bit, but. There's a couple of stories that I would really like to tell, and I've dabbled in it before. It's the weird thing. It's the worst thing. We always talk about it, but right. having a story in your worst. head. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's just you have a story in your All head. All your stories are the worst. No, <laughs> no basically. <laughs> Not your But to have a story in your mind that just, I have to get it out. Yeah. It's just been in there for a long time. Yeah. I should pay rent. It's been in there for so long. Exactly. It's just taking, it's taking up some space, and I think the perfectionist in me wants you know wants a much clearer outline before i start writing and everybody who that was my next question would you do outline is everybody who is much smarter than me in this realm was like well that's stupid stop it just get down the chunks you have because otherwise you're just going to be waiting for this perfected thing before you've even touched paper and that's not the point the point is to get it out let it suck and then start working on it yeah i I think i've I've had a couple other people that said just do it it's gonna be just get it out Mm -hmm. you know your first one is like your first pancake it's gonna be crap throw it away but you know what parts of it might still taste just be happy it turns into a circle you you know know? (laughs) (laughs) throw some syrup on that keep moving on it's fine (laughs) no there's some people though who are plotters and some who are pantsers like you know like i'm a straight up pantser like i just start typing and just something has to come out of it right um and usually it's kind of like i plot as i pants like as i'm like, like when i get to page 50 i'm like where do i want to be when i get to page 100 and then like i don't even usually have an ending in sight until 50% 50% of the way through mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, some people I know will plot for a year. Really? And then they'll okay. knock out like a great first draft of yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Because they've been working just, on the bones of it for so yeah, long. Yeah. But I'm yeah. a firm believer in like, just like in life, the whole quest in life is to mm-hmm. become a little less terrible every day. And <laughs> you know I think what? that's I like probably it. what it comes down to with that too. So <laughs> Perfection is going out the window. We just want to be less awful. Oh, yeah. I love that. No, I like I like that w- the way of putting that though. Because when you put it that way, I guess I, guess I would be a pantser because... I get conversations mm-hmm. and I get like a little visual mm-hmm. and I like yeah. I get chunks and I don't know necessarily if they're always supposed to go with each other or not go with each other but I don't get this like linear structure right. I get like that all over the place oh, little, yeah. little bits and pieces You're, that's where I most of my comic book story was just awesome. pieces yeah okay. put it together almost like a spider web rather than and then I had I didn't do an outline I just wrote it out freehand beginning to end okay just without just write right right till i got to somewhere and then i just draft the heck out of it i maybe sure. went through five different drafts to mm-hmm. finally like i like this and yeah I'm comfortable i did tell that to a friend of mine one time <clears throat> of course it's always easier to tell this to somebody else and take, yeah. your, take your own advice right <laughs> but she but um yeah. 
she had said she, it was a it was a short film I was uh, in it she let me read it and she and she asked me for what I thought I did not go bull in a china shop style and be like hey I have notes um, but <laughs> she asked me what I thought and I said well okay cool and I, I laid out like three questions okay. why this why this why don't they just leave because in in um, in one of the my favorite acting classes I've ever taken the teacher <clears throat> the teacher would say why are you why didn't you just leave your your um, your co-actor did nothing your scene partner did nothing to keep you there oh well I stayed because I figured I was supposed to okay well that's not real so if your only impulse is to leave then leave it's their job to keep you there oh and and vice versa yeah right because the point was to pick strong enough choices that it compels the other person to stay or compels them to leave not just well i should stand here because i am supposed to they use that in on the waterfront do you ever remember you ever seen that i don't know that i have actually marlon brando has this big speech to oh Ava yes Marie okay Saint, right mm-hmm. And the problem is it's great. It mm-hmm. flows. But they couldn't think of why would she stay to listen to him. Yes. And they figure out, and Marlon, bring it on. how about she drops her glove and I sit and play with it. And she's just politely waiting for me to give it back there to her. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so, and it visually works too as something that he's not really threatening. He's just kind of cleaning well, it off for her. someone hostage a little and bit. And he's holding it. He yes. knows he's holding hostage. Yes. But he's being nice and clean right. it and dusting it off for her and cleaning it off. and. Mm-hmm. And then when she's finally done, he gives it back to her and mm-hmm. she leaves. Right. Yeah. But, but he, but it was, hmm. but it was still a little tiny power move, which it is was. so much more interesting than like, oh, well, I guess she's still here. And it, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So, so I asked her a couple of those questions. I was like, well, yeah. and I think one of them was, well, why are they still there? Like, why wouldn't they just leave in this situation or, or something yeah. like that? That's something I always ask when I was writing mine. Yeah. Why would the character still be there? Absolutely. Why would they not leave? Or because why would when they, a yeah. scene, I feel like when a scene feels dead, that's often part of it. Is somebody's doing something because they're supposed to, right. and that's that's it. Yeah. Like if because that's you know then the light drops off from behind your eyes, and then and then your stance gets static, and just everything feels like. And then you're like, fun. what am I going to do with my hands? Yeah, yeah. everything just gets weird. Whereas you know? the guy at home is like picking up the remote with the yes, pause button, exactly. like. I'm just going to turn this off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or or even worse, fast forward. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a scene selection here. <laughs> you just look for scenes you're not in. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, they don't know how to stand. They don't want to be there. This one says Rachel on the cover. I'm going to do it. Keep going. Keep going. Um, but that's good. I think yeah. for acting and writing, you have to figure out if yes. you do characters, why they're well, still and there. They, and so yeah. she ended up doing a few drafts. Good. And there's... And, um, and she goes like, I should never have asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually got to the... And, but we found something that was, because nothing's ever perfect, but we found something that was more compelling by talking through both the performance part of it, but then also the writing part of it. And she's like, man, I haven't had to do this many drafts in a while. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. It's not, a, it's not about the ego. It's not about being able to say, hey, yeah. I did this many drafts or not this many drafts. It's about, you know, getting what feels... What yeah. feels like it's got some meat to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Do all, right. all the drafts. Yeah. Do all it. of them. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with more with Rachel. Rachel. He's the critic, he's the comic, and that's the gimmick. 
It's the Dare Daniel Podcast, where film critic Daniel Barnes and comedian Corky McDonald do your dirty work by watching the worst movies imaginable. Know of a movie so bad you have to share it? A film with a bad rap you've always been curious about? An underrated bit of cinema you'd love to hear discussed? Or are you a great big fat person? Whatever the case, we happily accept your most sadistic or altruistic dares. Every Tuesday, we release a full-length episode of Cinematic Stunt Work. And every Thursday, an action-packed mini-episode featuring previews, general movie discussion, and your movie dares, plus beer. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, daredaniel.com, and anywhere fine podcasts are burnished and proffered. And make sure to check out our sister pod, Serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novel Explorers Club, for more quality Sacramento podcasts. with Rachel and I want to talk a little bit because we've had Ellie and Kirstie on before yes. and we want to talk about Cat. Yes, yes, I yes. I think you can find it on YouTube. You can. On the Z-Fest YouTube. Yep, you absolutely can. And Go it's K-A-T. like it. Yeah. Go comment. Subscribe. <laughs> I don't know. Right, Isn't that what yeah. all the YouTubers say? Subscri- yeah. That- like, comment, yeah. subscribe. Can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe and check out our Patreon why don't you while we're at it. Huh? <laughs> oh. I think Rachel's auditioning to do a promo for our YouTube. Oh, I would oh, love yeah. that. Seriously, yeah. I watch a crap ton of YouTube. Right. And most of it is crap, but I like watch- Like ASMR? No, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. Unless it's like the soap stuff, but anything- What's soaps? Like soap cutting. Okay. Oh, you're you know? into that? Oh, you're like weird. That? <laughs> I'm I mean, just I don't, I don't, I've heard it, so it's like cool. I don't seek yeah. it out. But the ASMR, I swear to God, I have whatever that thing is when you hear somebody chew. Mm. Yeah, like that done. anger yeah, that, that just immediately comes up. I, I can't, kids oh. say it's triggered. You're triggered. That's what the kids say. Y- and you're they triggered. are correct. Yes, yeah. I am. So. <laughs> I can't do it. Do you have your own? Oh, so with cat. Yes. Know, um, before we get started, but do you have your own YouTube? No, I don't. But how will I, people find your demo? Or demo oh, reel? I always have. Um, so I have the demo reel on my Facebook page and on my website. Okay. Both of which are in need of updating. I know. Don't come at me. I'm gonna do it. But um, but it is there. I believe it's on your IMDb as well. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I so we did a research. <laughs> <laughs> we did a research. So with cat, you did a little bit of. Boxing. Boxing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, actually, I mean, we trained a little bit with boxing. It was kind of a it was kind of a quick turnover um time wise. But we um so it was more the story's more underground sort of street fighting, I guess. Yeah. But um I met with Lee uh once or twice maybe and we worked on a we worked with a heavy bag and it was without gloves just to kind of get just that little, you know, just that little bit of pain in your preparation. Build up the tolerance. <laughs> just a little bit, as much as you can in two yeah, sessions. Just, just. Um, but it was so funny. I went into my uh, the job I was working the next day, and I showed one of my friends who I work with. I was like, look at my hands. <laughs> and they were all swollen and like yeah. black and blue and looked disgusting. She goes, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, man, they're like sore, but it's so cool. And like I've always... I've always loved 
um combat like stage combat and film combat like mm. i stunts i love that crap and so when i found out that i was going to get to do it i was i was super excited about so, it so th- did they <laughs> approach you or did they they did yeah yep, they approached me and they said um you know take a look at the script and um we we you know, they were very complimentary. They said, you know, we really like what you do as an actor, but we we especially kind of like it because we know this is not the type of part you typically play. No kidding. But <laughs> we've seen, like, we've seen kind of that that sort of fiery, strong side in little, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. And so let's kind of showcase it a little more, basically. And uh, I was so grateful. I was so grateful that they let me do it because no, it's not the, and I get it. You know, if you look at my headshot, that's not the first kind of role you think of when, you know, when you look at me in those terms, but it felt so, it felt so good to do. It felt natural. It's just a different chunk of you as a person, which was super fun to show off. Right. Yeah. 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 Did mm-hmm. you like, no, I want to do t- another take where you're kind of like, no, I want to, let's do another one. Right. Um, you only cracked two ribs that time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there, it was sort of interesting. Every It was actually great efforts were made to keep everything safe, which I very much appreciated. Um, I had done just enough of that type of work in the past where I know when to stop something yeah. if I'm not feeling safe. And yeah. that was not often. It was only once or twice where I was like, that felt weird. Let me just let me just try that again so that I'm coming at it from the right angle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, the the partners that I that I did it with, Lee was great. Uh, whenever they were getting little bits and pieces with the camera, they were very thoughtful about just what positions that would put us in. Yeah, and. Oh, it was it was great, and they made us look. I you know I felt good about it, but they the way they shot it made us look even better. It was awesome. No, they cut it really nice. I like because it. it's like a yeah. certain tension was built up with mm-hmm. it, especially when you even did the office scenes. You could do. I it. loved how they <laughs> used those actually, yeah. and I knew it would be dramatically different between the two scenes, but it was. It was verging on jarringly different, which yep. I loved. I thought it was great. Just a, different sorts of being beat down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got to play one of my favorite fictional characters, Eliza Doolittle. Twice. Twice. <laughs> I right. love her so much. <laughs> Were you, well, did you do vocal act did you work vocally before you got eliza or was it afterwards no so i had been um because it really is about voice right it is no it's a very song heavy musical eliza right. doolittle is in uh my fair lady by the way for, oh yeah sorry people sorry who I'm, might I'm, not I'm, be musical theater nerds like we are <laughs> <laughs> um she is well she's vocal i mean Musical theater, obviously, that's but an it's element. A transition but it's from everything. The, it's the accent. It's the yeah. two different accents. It's the singing in two different accents. It's it's the whole thing. Uh, I love her as a character, first of all, and it was so fun because I feel like you often don't get a second crack at the exact same thing, and yeah. I loved that. Mm. I loved getting another crack at, at something I had done before because I've done the same show before different characters okay but that was the same show same character same, same, i same love same that yeah before you did the lights did you work on costuming on costuming yeah with her like in your... oh, oh with the costumer you mean yeah um before 
we don't really have a lot of say. There's not typically a lot of say in theater as far as, hey, here's all my ideas and I want you to like right. please incorporate them. Um, there's not usually that. However, um, the costumers I've worked with, I've been very fortunate, or wardrobe, depending on different people like to be called different things. Um, it depends. Most of them I've worked with have been so lovely in that the design is theirs, but especially with musicals, they will say, wear this, tell me how it feels, tell you know, can yeah. you move in it? Because sometimes they give you something that is so lovely, but you just need a little, uh, yeah, little yeah. adjustment, you right. know, a little something, something in there. My ribs just are bruised from cat. You know, <laughs> you're going to crack a couple <laughs> more of these so I can get out I of this. I do need <laughs> to exhale so that I can sing. Thank you very much. Um, but no, most of them. Yeah. But then again, I mean, people who costume for musicals, also have that in their minds like they know that you're singing high right, yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. eliza didn't but other characters have you do. seen another production of my fair lady on stage i don't do you know what that's a really good question have i no because you know what i think the major one that happened within the last few years with that was at the guthrie and i don't think my schedule allowed me to go see it. That's what I was going to, because it came here a couple of, yeah. Well, no, the one at the Guthrie was cast, um, I think their Eliza Doolittle was from out of town, but a majority of that cast was local, which was super cool. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, it's pretty typical for some of the larger theaters in town. They'll uh, cast maybe a couple of leads or something from, you know, New York, Chicago, LA, something like that. But then a majority of like supporting and secondary characters and maybe some leads will be here, which is great. Yeah. yeah. When you're doing Eliza, and how would you keep your voice going? How you- uh, a lot of vocal rest. So I didn't uh, didn't go out a lot afterwards. Yeah. You know, was kind of the was kind of the fuddy duddy. <laughs> I love you all so much. I'm going home. Goodbye. Have a cheese stick for me, uh, or like a mozzarella stick and Applebee's for me. Um, because it is, I mean, because you have to it's, really discipline yourself. Even if yourself. you're healthy, even if you're staying super healthy with like your vocal placement yeah. and how you're speaking. You're supposed to be kind of supposed to stay away from cheese and all that. Yeah. Dairy, alcohol, <laughs> yeah. caffeine for some people. Kind of my dip- singing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, if I got rid of all those things, I would be brilliant. I yeah. just need to stop putting I'd half and half. Be very sad and very brilliant. <laughs> no, there was a there was a guy who um, they kind of did an in depth look at it i'm totally blanking on his name right now i feel like an awful awful musical theater person but was it like a ted talk or no it was i think it was an article maybe in the newspaper an online article maybe and it was one of the more um prominent musicals in the past few years okay that had just gotten a ton of attention right he was the lead and literally would go to the theater do the show go home not speak to anyone Get up the next day, not speak to anyone, go do the show. And it was that way for, you know, months on months on months. And even with all of that, he's still seeing, you know, um, uh, like ear, nose, throat doctors. He's still doing, you know, working with vocal therapists. He's still working with vocal coaches. It is just at a certain level, it is just an intense, intense thing. Unless yeah. you are sort of a freak of nature that that just has that that like throat and lungs of of steel right some just people handle. just have the dna some of them mm-hmm. just are blessed with it right it's not most people i remember yeah. a, a story because i work with football that somebody mentioned that 
you know, for the Vikings, you know, this, I can't remember his name, it goes, I'm working out six hours a day, I cut mm-hmm. my diet, and all that, working with nutrition, Yeah. and then I go and I meet Adrian Peterson and he's having a Coke and Snickers. Absolutely. And he's still better than I was. Absolutely, and, and that's, I often, I often thought that actually, even about like my, my uh, co- you know, my co-stars that I've worked with, mm-hmm. or like co-actors I've worked with just throughout the Twin Cities, as I'm trying to, you know, stay disciplined about it, I was like, oh, okay, my voice is sound, my voice sounded pretty good today. Okay, cool. Make mental notes. What did I change? <laughs> <laughs> right next to me. Some jerk. No, I'm just kidding. They're all great. <laughs> but is, is, is a person who, you know, I learned was up until like 2 a.m. Is <laughs> like just nursing a little bit of a hangover and sounds amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, Shh. Crew, you. I hate you. Right, yeah. I hate you. But no, and that's and that's part of. I mean, we've kind of danced around it with some of the other stuff we've talked about. But obviously, yeah. comparison will kill you. So you just you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Without concern for what works or doesn't work. For you have somebody to else uh, right. sometimes. You have, yeah. you have to know you your of own self. Of course. Yeah. Do you You're, still do uh, dancing? I haven't for a while. There was a there was a period not too long ago where I was in i probably even posted about it on facebook there there's a lesson um like comment on facebook (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah please do um but where i i did think i was moving to la and so i kind of pulled back from some of the theater stuff for a while because i thought i was right right um a job i was counting on had fallen through and so i so that plan kind of got pulled back a little bit right or paused or you know whatever we want to call it um but i didn't get right back into theater because i was still i wasn't quite sure where it was gonna land just yet um that being said still here i'm still you know moving is not out of the question by any stretch but i'm here at the moment and i think just with how film has gone and sort of the commitment level needed for the full run of a show I'm just not as in the deep end of it. Okay. I would love to do another show. Absolutely miss doing theater. Uh, I'm just, you know, kind of figuring out how it fits, I think, yeah. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I was doing shows that, and, and I mean, some, there's, still, there's still theater houses in the Twin Cities that run so much longer than this. But some of the shows I did, I mean, you're from beginning of rehearsal to end of performances, you're looking at three to four months. It's a long commitment, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. different from a movie. Absolutely. I mean, that's three yep. months dedicating. Yeah, yeah. And if that. you're working in a professional house, a lot of those rehearsals are taking place during the day as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, the availability is wonky. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole other commitment to do theater yeah. and kind of movie yeah and it's almost like it's cemented like you once you're there you're there yeah getting yeah. you know being able to you know take off a rehearsal for an audition or a shoot is very uncommon right sometimes you'll be able to get a little bit of wiggle room but it's just not it's just a it's a different it's a different animal it's sure absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. are you able to go go to movies i am someone who for being in this industry needs to watch a lot more movies I, i'm gonna be look no, i hear that from look, everybody and it makes no, me disappointed in myself no for watching point. so many <laughs> how dare i watch so many like clearly i'm not doing something right well no i 
I, uh, well, I, I, I'll go on Netflix, right? Yeah. All the movies in the world. Not Harry Met Sally. Very bummed about that. Looked for that the other day. Didn't find it. You're a scroller on Netflix, Netflix. aren't you? You just yeah. look for the films, but never watch. I, so, so, but here's the thing. I'll look for films because I'll either have one in mind or I'll, or I'll go, oh, yes, I got it for evening. Let's watch a movie. Yeah. And do you know what I do instead? Eight to nine times out of ten, I will watch a documentary. Which I'm like, I'm in this narrative. Oh, crap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen back to this and listen to all the likes, just like you listen to all the uhs. I just heard that, and uh, now I'm... Now, now you're I'm, stuck for... Now I'm paranoid. You're stuck. <laughs> you look for the next 15 I, years. I went... I, I would go on to find a movie, or I would hear about a movie and go, oh, that, these, everybody's digging this one. Let's go watch it. And I will often watch a doc. I think there's just something about... It's just the real life element. Yeah. And oftentimes, and it's not always this, but there will often be like a true crime element to it. I watched The Keepers right. recently on Netflix, mm. which was... Tough times. Oh, it was it was heart-wrenching. It was yeah. so dark. But I think the, the badassness and the bravery of the, like, the people who lived yep. through it You're and talking it. about it... It's like a way to give them this high five through the television. Like, yes, tell me all about it. Every yeah. every horrid detail. I will listen to you, you know. Um, but that's kind of like a reflex. No matter how you want to go the other way, you since you just go right to the... Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And, and not, not always, but that one was on there that really caught my attention. And then the one about um, R. Kelly was on there. Yeah. So okay. I listen. Okay. So I watch only comedy. <laughs> the wife and I actually just started watching that that R. Kelly one last week. I so I did it the wrong way. Uh oh. I binged it. Oh, we got through four episodes, yes. and I, I eventually because I told her it was it was a day off, and I kind of like oh. my leg was kind of hurting, so yeah. I was like, let's just stay home and let's just watch movies today. Like I got right. a huge stack of movies I haven't watched. Like I have. I have a garage with yes. movies that I haven't watched, just stacked Do high. Do you have Harry Met Sally? Yeah. I, okay, good. I got a couple copies, all right? <laughs> we'll send one over to you. Um, but yeah, like, I was like, let's just pick something to watch. And like, I picked something a little bit more, a little bit like darker in yeah. the morning. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll match this with a comedy. And she's like, yes. let's watch Surviving R. Kelly. I'm like, <laughs> so that's sure? the opposite of and what like I And like four hours said. later, I'm like, can we please watch something else? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I, 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 I don't know. I I'm always drawn to them, but I still love a good movie. But yes, those those often will catch my attention. Do you find that maybe it's because documentaries? I feel like documentaries um, they're they're so much tougher to accomplish. Well, in in terms of like the amount of footage you have to shoot, the amount of like years of your life in some mm -hmm. cases that you have to get and then squeeze it into most cases an hour and yeah. a half or two hours, and then to be able to watch it, you can almost. You can kind of section it off a bit. Sure. Like I feel like I can watch a documentary over the course of like three days if I only have thirty minute squares right. of time. Yes. Um, whereas like with a film, I really feel like I'm at my best watching it if I just straight through the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like I, I yeah. really hate turning off a movie halfway mm -hmm. through, and yeah, unless I'm falling asleep sitting up, I really exactly. try not to. So is is that perhaps maybe why it's it's just kind of more easily consumable? I think that's part of it. I think there is an element where it's almost you know the magazine mm -hmm. of of film yeah. where you can get these little sections and and know that chunk of the story turn it off come back pick right back up mm -hmm. i think there's all there's also an element that i am so impressed by the fact that obviously there's all this we've talked about it there's all this tension in like trying to get it right mm -hmm. when you're making a narrative piece 
Oh, I want to yeah. get it right. I want to tell a story. I want to impact people. I want to, you know, get their heart and poke it, you know. But with a documentary, these are these people's actual stories. <laughs> if all those women had talked about um, surviving or Kelly, they've gotten that wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the stakes, at least for some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe your new, your nutrition documentaries, maybe a little less pressure. But it, like to have these people's stories who they were willing to live through it again mm-hmm. for you on camera, don't mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at least with those facts two. Wrong. They, I didn't think they did. I thought both of those were super, super effective. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's a case of most of the time, and I think when you have these darker things, you almost just have to leave the camera rolling. I let them get so. everything out. Yeah. Because, you know, I think about that that Finding Never... I know we're getting real dark right here. That Finding <laughs> Neverland documentary that aired on HBO earlier mm-hmm. this year was like a four and a half hour documentary. I and don't a have lot HBO, of that, so I never saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. But a I lot of it, though, everybody. was like yeah. sitting there and just watching someone go in detail on you, <sighs> and you just go kind of want this like shot to end and go somewhere else but you know that like by ending the shot you're ending that segment Mm -hmm. and there's just something yeah there's it's difficult to do when you know what i find most exciting about documentaries is when it starts out being about one thing Mm -hmm. and it becomes something completely different absolutely you know there's a there's one that i always talk about uh searching for sugar man okay it's about this one guy who was a big fan of of um an artist from his youth that died and disappeared after like not getting any like not getting any like notoriety in his life. And so he decides to go learn more about him and the things he discovers about this artist are incredible. Okay. Um, And I think like, that's the coolest thing is when you have a story that you don't know anything about, like for all the things that like, you know, the R Kelly doc and and Mm -hmm. things like that, it's like, you know, enough enough to kind of like click it. But when you find that gem Mm -hmm. that you unlock, you're like, wow, yeah, I just learned everything I needed to know about a subject right now, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I think, and I mean, that's also one of the more, like one of the basic reasons I think I'm drawn to it is I, I want, I want info about something, Mm -hmm. which I think is why I also loved, um, uh, spotlight. Oh, there we go. It's why I loved the movie Spotlight because it was kind of a little bit like a documentary. Kind mm-hmm. of, right? But I thought, how cool to be bringing in all of these facts. We can look them up. We know it's true. They're not like based mildly on a true story, right? right? Like they're dealing in a lot of facts. But it was shot like you're witnessing as it happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So it looked like a documentary. Absolutely. Yeah. It and feels I, like a newspaper when you watch it. Like it's, yes. it's got that kind of just visual appeal of like yeah. I'm reading something important that I need to know, you know? And none of yeah. it. And I started watching it going, okay, I know what this is about. Is this going to be like, are they going to use tactics that feel a little bit. I use this phrase, there's probably a better one, but almost like emotional porn, right? Mm. Like I, like we have this topic everyone's on the same side about it so we can just go really heavy-handed with this because no one's gonna say boo about it Mm -hmm. because it's awful right and they treated those few scenes with victims with such restraint Mm -hmm. that i thought like it was even more of a gut punch no and there's certain elements of you know they have to get the certain documents and there's timing there's a little yeah. alfred hitchcock thriller to mm-hmm. it a little bit mm-hmm. there's a little suspense and then you got the upstairs of maybe they shouldn't publish it you can yeah. irritate a lot of people there's a, a lot of different components to that film that just let's talk about the subject matter yeah, yeah. and because it's horrifying as it is yeah. 
Yeah. And they didn't need to add copious amounts of other things. Right. I don't think they got heavy handed, but it played it very well. That it, yeah. And I always, almost, I, when I watched it, I turned my wife and go, this feels like a documentary. This almost feels like French Connection, like you're watching right. it as it's happening. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's some elements that look real natural look they buy into mm-hmm. that they're in a journalist room and the papers are stacked up and everything yeah it yeah. was it was pretty in a way that you knew somebody was shooting it who cared about the aesthetic of it but it was right. not we're gonna show off all of our you know tricks and make this look stunning and gorgeous no you're hanging out in boston right it's a beautiful city but it it they were it, they weren't amping everything up it didn't feel like and everybody i think everybody's got the right amount of yeah lines and roles and yeah. everything it just was a really nice balanced movie i liked yeah. it mm-hmm. i've watched that one several times really oh yeah yeah, yeah i, I love i love that one yeah. yeah yeah i also love though uh all the president's men Hmm. Okay, is... not just because of Robert Redford's in it. No. <laughs> oh, that's why I love it. That's why. Because that's why I went. If, if Robert Redford called your phone, I'm sure you'd pick it up. That's a callback to a joke Kyle. at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I knew that I liked them both as actors. Um, yeah. Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman, but I I do like the beginning of the that movie because it's you know somebody had has been in the system and they yeah. have this go getter and then he's like. You're doing this all wrong, and I work with the to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, and I love, I love it. Oh man, this is a little nerdy tangent, but I love it when, like, there wasn't anything fancy about it, you know. Right. And don't get me wrong, I love a good Marvel movie. I love all the special effects, of all the green screen, of all that stuff. It's amazing. I love it. But the fact that something like Spotlight, something like All the President's Men, it's like really good acting, a really engaging story, a good script. It's well shot. I'm still sitting there like I've seen it four times and I'm like, yeah. what? what's going to happen? I know what you mean, though, because like even I mean, just even going going back to Spotlight, because I always think about this. There's the moment in Spotlight where mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo gets his big, yeah. his big Oscar nomination kind of like performance moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like every time I watch that movie, I'm like waiting for that scene. I'm like, oh, he's going to do mm-hmm. it. He's going to do it now. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the case when you, when you see a film where it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of people talking in a room. Yeah. And it's it's stories that we know, yep. but we just don't know them from this angle. And I, mm-hmm. I think about all the presidents, man. I think about the post from a couple mm-hmm. years ago, which a lot of people didn't really didn't really see. It's kind of like, I think for a film that was nominated for Best, Best Picture, it was kind, kind of, of an sleeper. underrated kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a bunch of people talking yeah. about things that we already know how they're going to play out. Yep. But then you get kind of swept up in in the intrigue of people talking. Yes. <laughs> the, in... in it it's not in the exact same vein, but it's similar in the fact that again, it's not fancy. You're not having a bunch of sort of distracting things thrown at you, um, which again I love if done right. But uh, Throw things. which is Throw gas, which is gaslight. Mm. Um, you know, black and white, like practical effects, maybe some fog. Like that's it. Oh yeah, they had a fog machine for sure. They yeah. had <laughs> a huge fog machine. Yeah. Okay, kudos and on the, the fog the, machine. The, guys. I love the the. <laughs> That with the dangling light yes. as a source and everything. But and so it's obviously it's not one room, it's not a news story, but it is minimal actors really, aside from extras right, yeah, when you yeah. think about it. Small cast, um, not a lot of fancy anything, but it's again, it's just shot really well. The performances are awesome. Angela Lansbury's 
just a snot in it. I was going to say the B word, and then you're like, my students listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the unrated cut coming the soon. Uh, Don't worry, Rachel. They, the they said in their mind. They, it's already in their mind. So. <laughs> it's good. Great. Great. Yeah. Love it. Um, but... I don't know. I love those movies that, yeah, you watch it six times. And you learn something new. You learn something new. Yeah. You're wanting the ending again, even though you've seen it a million times. It that's still what, has um, you like gripping the couch a little bit. Yeah, that's what Roger Ebert said. As a yeah. great movie is something you see again that seems new. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. there's a little a little glance you didn't notice before and you think, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Did they plan that? Or did they just catch it? Because either way, it's kind of brilliant, and you know, just all those little, all those little things. Those, there's a one scene in the Dark Knight where they're on top of the police station. Mm -hmm. Harvey, there's a trippid. It's a, yes. Like Commissioner Gordon comes in. Yes. And it's trippid of all of them, and mm -hmm. Batman's not talking and everything, but the camera moves around. Mm -hmm. That scene does not work if Gary Oldman, with right for the first take, shuts the light off. Right. He misses mm -hmm. and then shuts it. That scene, now it works because mm -hmm. you know he's in a rush to shut it off. Right. It would not, and I told my wife, it would never work if he right over and shut it off one take. He knew he had to intentionally miss it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then shut it off. Now we know it's tension because you ran up the steps and you go, and everything else falls into place. If he didn't do that, we wouldn't buy into the urgency. Right. Mm -hmm. And just that little split, that little yeah. slip, it was perfect. Right. And it's so Which is it. why it will never get better as a filmmaker. Because if, <laughs> they, if they had missed that or not thought of that, yeah, it, that wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> hey, remember five years ago, I'm just calling to let you know, I realized I should have had a miss at the first time. <laughs> well, one, one movie I would like to recommend for you, Rachel, before yeah, we go, please. is um, Red Shoes. Have you seen Red Shoes yet? It has been many years. I, many, many I love years. that movie because yeah. not only is it about dance, yeah. but I think it's highly about creativity and oh, creators absolutely. and how he's making this production, mm -hmm. the, the movie production, and he likes her. He doesn't, he's not really, he's infatuated with yes, her. Yes. He's not in love with her, nope. but he seems like it's such a major violation that she has a life outside of whatever realm. Right. And I think that's totally be believable, what creators yeah. involved with, like, it's almost a personal violation to him that oh my god you have a you have a love life and you have your life beyond what I, I'm. I encourage <laughs> I encourage people as much as I can not to buy into that, but <laughs> but as one I get it you know yeah. I, I I do I get mm -hmm. it I do but I also because he wrote this whole thing for her and everything. Yes. And so how like, dare you? I dare you. <laughs> really? Just, you know it's personal. Yeah, and then she Ooh. puts on the red shoes and something that she wanted to do, but now yeah. it's going to kill her because she can't right. I think that for, I think if you're a creative person, you yes. have to see the movie Red Shoes. I mm -hmm. think even if you have not reached that level of sort of extremeness, where oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh you, yeah, that's extreme. You, yeah, right, yeah. but even if you haven't ever reached that, which don't you know we don't recommend it i'll speak for all three of us we don't recommend but it. artists always do what i say encourage but, exaggeration yes, that's all absolutely. we want absolutely exaggeration yeah no I, I think i think it's i think it's a gorgeous tale though of like it's a cautionary tale i think on some level but on a different level i think it's really cool to kind of catch those pieces where you go oh i i can relate to that a little bit yeah there's you a know? little bit of right, yeah if you're honest 
Yeah. You absolutely can. Because she's such a, in the beginning, I want to yeah. have a champagne cocktail and leave me alone. Right. <laughs> yes. And well, yeah. but I think. Don't it's, we all want that? <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Um, I think, but I think it's also, it also opens up the discussion for, I think it is a very legitimate point to make that I think it is helpful when you are an artist and when you are a creator and when you're in the business that I think there's absolutely something to be said for having an active life outside of it. Because if you have got those blinders on 24-7 for years at a time, what continues to inform you? You're right. You know, what, what continues to inform the creativity and the thought process and the different perspectives and the different type of people that you want to reach more specifically or things like that. And I do think even just watching other movies can completely help. I mean, it certainly is in the same vein, but at least, you know, you're seeing different viewpoints and you're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're still seeing different things. But I, uh, I remember folks who I would talk to in theater who had decided to go to a nine to five job. Okay. And they would just feel this insane guilt over it or people who knew they needed to take a break in their gut they just knew they had reached that burnout point where either it wasn't enjoyable or they weren't feeling inspired or something and so they took a very purposeful break and even then felt very guilty about it and I would always stop and make very strong eye contact with them and I said don't you dare stop it if this isn't for you you're yeah. not doing anyone a favor, mostly yourself, in remaining in it. That's the point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you need to take a break, take a break. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know it's going to benefit you and keep you healthy. But on the flip side, it's going to benefit all of us because you'll get that spark back, and we'll probably get to watch what comes out of it. You know, I love it. I so, love it. I, I think it, yeah. there's room for both. There's room for some obsession because that's just part of it. But I think there's room for some, even if it's not balance, an attempt at learning right. new things, looking at things that don't necessarily have to do with your career. You know, sometimes it is okay just to learn a skill because you're interested in it, not because it benefits the movie making. Right. I watched some Netflix documentaries. All right. Right, Exactly. (laughs) I'm doing that. I'm going to do that. Uh, Well, Rachel, it's been a wonderful time. I hope you had lots of fun. I did. This was awesome. So I hope my studio inspires you on some way at a level, even though it's, it does. It actually made me want to dedicate this episode to one other group of people. Go ahead. And that is the group of people that have a tab at a comic book store. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you don't have one go get one okay please, they please need it go get one. <laughs> but you're you know what this is the reason why i decorated my walls with comic books is i've never ever since i started never had writer's block wow. i get some kind of instimulation from something that's such a great idea even if it's though. an action even if it's an element even yeah. if it's something i never got writer's block with this being around here and then, you know what else i always encourage students is Cut out like magazines, like have yes. a folder, like pictures or yep. something, something surreal. The just blank paper is your worst enemy. It's very, yeah. it's the the thought process is very um, childlike, not yeah. childish, but childlike, which is interesting because I think you know you go through school or or you don't go through school, but you're been in the industry for a while and you just kind of try right. and keep everything very professional it's or elderly, how it should yes. be or whatever. And yep. maybe maybe you just need 
to go stare at some art you don't usually look at. Maybe you just need to flip through a magazine and go, I'm only cutting out the things that jump out at me. Right. And just just switch up the brain synapses a little bit. Yeah. Dig it. Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it's not over to the guests say it's over. Heck yeah. It's over. Ah, there we go. (laughs) 